0: Today on CityCast Denver. I don't think we say this enough, but when people talk about the big lie, the lie is that Donald Trump won the 2020 election. He didn't, but a whole bunch of conservative ding-dongs believe it, including right here in Denver, where the podcaster
1: Joe Oldman has been blathering about it regularly. If we do not stand up, if, let me just say it again, if we do not stand up when they go to steal the election, our country is over, it's over.
0: Westward editor Patty Calhoun has been obsessed with Dominion voting systems and Colorado's other connections to the big lie. And she's on the show today to unspool all the lies these conspiracy theorists told two years ago, the lies they told this week, and the lies they're already telling about next month's election. Today is Wednesday, October 26th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Patty Calhoun, welcome back to CityCast Denver. Thanks. So two years ago when Donald Trump was trying to challenge the 2020 election, a little known Denver-based company called Dominion Voting Systems became the focus for a lot of conservative conspiracy theorists. And Patty, before we talk about this coming election, can you briefly explain how Dominion Voting Systems became this like sort of household name across the country?
2: Dominion is originally from Canada and they moved to the U.S. and to Denver about almost 20 years ago. And ironically, their office was, and I can't actually tell if they're still there, in the old spaghetti factory, a less threatening and perhaps less smelly place is hard to imagine. But (laughs) so they're right in the heart of downtown, and I knew they were there because I've walked past the office a few times. So all of a sudden, right after the 2020 election, you start hearing whispers of concerns that there were some problems and Dominion was rigging the system. Now, Dominion does provide services for 28 states across the country. They have a couple different systems that they use. There have been very few complaints about any of them. Most Colorado counties use Dominion. They were in Atlanta. They were in Pennsylvania. Uh, They actually are not in some of the areas where there were complaints, but Early on, all the complaints suddenly started focusing on Dominion. And by the middle of November, Trump himself was calling out Dominion. We have a company that's very suspect. Its name is Dominion. With the turn of a dial or the change of a chip, you can press a button for Trump and the vote goes to Biden. What kind of a system is this? You heard the drumbeat and it just got louder and louder. And conspiracy theorists are passing it on. And they're blaming not the county clerks, well, some of the county clerks, I'm sure they said were in cahoots with Dominion. But it got so bad, they closed the office. We did a story and I went and took with my handy phone, a picture of their office outside the old spaghetti factory. And a national PR crisis team called and said, Will you take down the photo? I said, Anyone can Google and find their address just like I did. But it got so bad that no one was working inside and the threats have continued.
0: What do you think about these conservative claims and allegations about the Dominion voting machines?
2: If you look at all the different studies and investigations that have been done since November 2020, none of them have been upheld. There are not problems with Dominion voting systems. You know, one of the very obvious falsehoods that was passed around early on was that, you know, they were connected with the internet and so anybody can hack it. Well, they aren't connected with the internet. That they were connected with Venezuela and Venezuela was influencing our elections. Well, they're not connected with it. It was interesting if you watch 60 Minutes on Sunday because it was the first time the CEO has really talked much.
1: Why not just have paper ballots? we do have paper ballots. What the machines do is they count those paper ballots uh, in a way that makes it very easy for people to verify after the fact through the means of audits and recounts.
2: And he was on camera and he showed the different kinds of voting systems they have and how you have a paper ballot, which is what they count, and then they keep the paper ballot so people can check against it. And those were all those recounts that were done in Georgia that found nothing wrong and in Pennsylvania that found nothing wrong and in Arizona that found nothing wrong except maybe more votes for Biden than they'd thought. So it's just been an amazing saga that continues. And now, of course, Dominion is suing a lot of people that spread falsehoods about the company. Well, and speaking of that uh, interview, I mean, it
0: was, like you said, it was a rare interview for the CEO of Dominion to even do. But he talked about his employees being in danger, um, their lives being upended. And, and these are people in our city.
1: I don't wish to sit here and, and say that this is something that happened 18 months ago. This is something that continues to happen every single day for us. Last Friday, we had an office on lockdown. Um, Two days prior to that, I was on a phone call with one of our employees, who's a mother of two, um, very upset and crying.
2: Had something been said to her personally?
1: A very disgusting death threat in detail.
0: What do you think about this real-world
2: impact of the big lie? Well, this is a big problem with the internet. Which, and the big problem with the internet is not election voting fraud. Right. It's what people say about election voting fraud. And you have county clerks around the country being threatened for no reason at all. You have the people who are going out to watch the elections, but it has gotten so personal in the case of Dominion employees that one was cited on that show as, you know, she just can't leave her house. Her personal email, her personal phone, she's been threatened in a really ugly way. Eric Coomer, who's a fascinating figure in this because he was really one of the heads of security and some of their systems, and he was his name was outed by Joe Oltman, who is based here. He's got a podcast, yeah. Conservative, who said, you know, that this guy named Eric had been on a call and said he was going to rig the election. Well, there is no evidence of any Eric Coomer on some phone call saying he's going to rig the election. He has denied it over and over. He has also sued, but he's wound up having to leave the company because the threats were so bad. That guy's name is Joel Altman. Joe. Joe, Joe Altman. Altman, And he's got a podcast here. He's based in Denver.
1: The CEO of Dominion, John Polis, his interview on 60 Minutes. I want everyone to understand something. Number one, they are liars. Call them what they are. They are liar, 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 liar. They are absolute liars. They're not just partial liars. These people are sick, demented liars. And as I was watching the 60-minute interview... I kept looking at him going, this guy is really, really bad. He is absolutely lying. I think the guy's a demon, personally. Do you think Joe Altman
0: is actually a bigger concern? Like, should we be more concerned about his presence in the media? Than is being reported, really.
2: You know, we interviewed him years ago because he was involved in other conservative causes here in Colorado. He has a podcast. He's got a big audience. And you look at the people who have listened to him, mm-hmm. repeated what he said on Fox News. You've got Rudy Giuliani, who just went nuts on this. You've got Jenna Ellis, who was a lawyer for Trump, was actually from here. She is a DA in Weld County. So you've got all these Colorado connections on the net biggest national story really of the last two years that is going to continue next month. But the irony of having Dominion, which is in the state everyone considers the gold standard for fair elections because of how secure they are, that Dominion can't even go to their offices because they're in such debt threats. It's just been a crazy two years.
0: best part is pine melon offers same day delivery to denver and soon boulder within a two-hour window no subscription necessary save time in your busy schedule and get fresh and healthy groceries delivered right to your door join the movement and support local today use promo code citycastdenver for 75 dollars off your first delivery at pinemelon.com that's pinemelon.com Patty, how do you or what do you think about how Dominion has handled themselves through this whole situation?
2: So back in November 2020, you know, you start hearing these drum beats against Dominion around the country. And I perked up when I said they're a Colorado company and probably by middle of November, right as Trump is attacking them. You go online and you see every day they are putting up a defense. Here here are the facts. And we've followed that and updated our own stories for a couple weeks. So you could find the information, except the odds are the people spreading the rumors don't care about reality. They don't care about the truth. They don't care about debunking. You know, they were fanning the flames and getting followers. And we saw what happened then January 6th. I mean, that was the outcome of a lot of this election rigging. Well, you're making a good point, though, Patty, which is like you can present all of the
0: factual information that you want. And if folks don't want to hear it, they don't hear it. I mean, I think about this Alex Jones case with the Sandy Hook families like that ruined people's lives on top of their children being murdered. This man waged a campaign of totally false information and it didn't it didn't i mean the people were like we are real we are not crisis actors it didn't matter it's like this like toxic thing that i don't know i have a hard time even understanding well, folks adding, that buy this
2: garbage adding insult to injury, true oh, insult. I mean, imagine you've lost your, your pa- you've lost your child, these parents, and they have to deal with Alex Jones making up these things. And of course, we saw that happening in November, December, and then January when all of a sudden people are storming the Capitol because they think the election was rigged. When meanwhile, a lot of the Clerks who were doing the recounts—they were Republicans. Look at what was happening in Georgia, where you had Republicans say, "The president called me to ask me to fix the election." I mean, it was a, an extraordinary time that, sadly, is not over. <sighs> okay.
0: Um, you mentioned the lawsuits, Patty. There's a, there's a lot going on there. What do you? What's next?
2: What are we looking at? We're looking at a lot of lawsuits that could set some precedents. You saw what happened with Alex Jones, who is being held liable for the Sandy yes. Hook shootings because of what he said on the radio. And you're looking with Dominion at their lawsuits against Fox, against Joe Altman, against a lot of people for broadcasting what he's, what Dominion says were known falsehoods. And one of the First Amendment attorneys on that CBS show said, this is a really good case. The First Amendment does not protect you from repeating falsehoods or making up falsehoods, which is also the case. And I'm thinking again about the Alex
0: Jones case. Um, Do you think that these suits could have any real impact
2: on, on stopping these conspiracy theories? I don't know if you can ever stop conspiracy theories. What you can do is you can stop allegedly legitimate news outlets like Fox News from repeating falsehoods. And Fox News seems to have learned a lesson from this if you've watched what's going on. But other people can go underground, they can spread them other ways, and it gets really pernicious.
1: Before we go any further, I do want to say this. We are winning. And there is a high probability that what happens on November 4th, is going to lead us into, or excuse me, November 8th, is going to lead us into something very, very serious. I want to I want to say, say this to you because there's been people out there talking about it, and they go, Joe, you're not supposed to go on the streets when they steal the election. That's what they want us to do. So let me just put it out there. Let me just tell you right now. I'm going to go stand in the street by myself if I have to.
0: I was talking with Paul earlier, and he was talking about uh, Joe Oldman was— um encouraging folks to throw parties outside of uh, like even just where a ballot box is. And I mean, obviously, it was in an effort. It's in an effort to intimidate people into not voting, because if you think about his crowd, it's like the concealed carry folks want to show up and, quote, throw a party outside of a a polling place or even just where you go to the ballot box. And like, that's just voter intimidation.
2: It is. And on top of it, they're also saying. Don't vote until the day of, because that way, you know, your vote is not going to be in the internet. It's not going to be rigged. In the meantime, you'll go in with your paper ballot. What we, I think we're going to see is very late returns in some states, because so many people are saying they're going to go vote on the election day.
0: So in your eyes, what are the lessons that could be learned from this Dominion situation? And what should we be watching for in the next election?
2: One thing we should do is support our county clerks and people who are volunteering, and we should, whenever we hear, hear something that sounds strange, see if we can get into it. And you need to stop misinformation wherever you find it, whether it's on the left, whether it's on the right. So if you hear something that sounds funny, ask about it. Challenge it. And no matter what, go vote. Patty, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure.
0: And a friendly reminder that the midterms are now less than two weeks away. So join us tomorrow when I sit down with Denver's clerk and recorder, Paul Lopez, to talk about all the work his office is doing to secure our elections from wackadoos like Joe Olton. Don't pay attention to Twitter and Facebook as your primary source of information, or the plethora of talking heads that you're gonna see on TV, or what, you know, so-and-so said on the street, or at the water cooler, or on the break, right? If you need information, Hit us up. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. Yesterday, I told you that Welton Street Cafe has a new location for 2023, and now more good news for Five Points. Coffee at the Point is reopening and soon, maybe as soon as mid-November. The Denver Post reports that owner Ryan Cobbins closed the shop in August due to debt issues and an ongoing legal battle with a former business partner. Check out our past episode with Cobbins from back in June to hear more about what it's like to run a business in the historically Black neighborhood. I'll drop a link in the show notes. Oh, and in no surprise news, RTD's problems persist as the A-Line, you know, the train to the plane, is still being uh, fixed. According to Denverite, the transit agency was hoping to have repairs done by October, but have now pushed their estimate to November, meaning trains are still only coming every 30 minutes instead of every 15. So maybe do what I do and call your in-laws if you need a ride to the airport. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell Eric Coomer about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. I was going to say Joe Altman, but I was like, I don't want... To be attacked by Joel and trolls. Yeah, no. That sounds like my worst nightmare. I'll let Kyle Clark have that one.